Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So real quick before I get started, I just want to give you guys a quick reminder that for those of you that prefer the podcast format versus uh, essentially listening to a podcast on YouTube. I am on most major podcast platforms, uh, iTunes, Android, Google, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. There's there's probably a couple other ones that I'm on as well. So just a quick reminder for you guys, my, my audience over on the podcast platforms is always growing. And in many ways, it, it works pretty well for, for what I talk about here on the uh, Silver Fortune Show. But Getting into the topic today, you know, there is certainly a lot I could talk about in the markets uh, regarding silver and gold, regarding uh, a further slight devaluation of the yuan and and the situation in Hong Kong or Kashmir. I could go on about that and, and I'll cover that later this week. But, you know, last Friday, I had this idea in my head that today, Monday, I'd be recording a podcast about conspiracy specifically you know conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists and and this of course was friday before saturday and saturday was of course a day that many of us woke up here in the united states woke up to the news of the apparent alleged suicide of jeffrey epstein of course the the uh the wealthy billionaire that was at the time jailed on charges of of basically pedophilia and and sex trafficking and, and likely many other crimes along those lines and I want to get to that in a second and give a bit of thoughts on that. But but I want this video to be kind of wider reaching than just that and talk about conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists in general. You know, the reason I brought this up, the reason I want to talk about this in the first place prior to this news of, of uh, Jeffrey Epstein's uh, uh, death, I'll just call it death rather than just suicide because I think it's it's definitely up in the air at this point. Is, is because of a podcast I was listening to last week, and I don't mean any disrespect to the, the host of this podcast. I'll just say it. It was uh, Eric Townsend from, from uh, Macro Voices. Very intelligent guy. I love his podcast. I love the insights him, Patrick Serezna, as well as all of their guests have on Macro Voices. I, you know, I love tuning into uh, and listening to the opinions of the likes of, of uh, you know, Luke Groman or Brent Johnson or, uh, you know, Art Berman and then all sorts of other great, really intelligent uh, hosts that that are oftentimes in, in very uh, I, I should say prestigious or, or powerful positions within various financial institutions and and they certainly deserve that and Eric Townsend himself is a very intelligent individual but last week you know his feature length interview was was with a guy by the name of Ronnie Sturfla who was a uh, he talks a lot about gold. He actually writes the In Gold We Trust newsletter, which for some time has has been quite uh, popular, I guess, in this industry. It's not something that I generally have. I, I can't say I've ever read it before, uh, but he's very well respected. He's been around for a long time. And one of the reasons that, that Eric Townsend chose him as a guest to talk about gold is because, as Eric says, he is not a huge uh, conspiracy theorist guy. Whereas, you know, here in the gold and silver community, apparently that's the case that a lot of people are... A, big into conspiracy theories. And, and what really kind of bummed me was that it was used as, as a bit of a, shall I say, derogatory term. The idea of, of believing in any sort of, of conspiracy theory, whether it re revolves around uh, markets, 
and, and potential manipulation of markets or, you know, deeper reasons for why silver and gold are priced how they are or, or a whole host of other uh, uh, conspiracy theories, you know, stretching from, from who did 9-11 to uh, things like Jeffrey Epstein or false flag attacks in the past or, or you know, Israel and Mossad and Russia and China. And, you know, there's a whole host of different conspiracy theories out there. And, and like I said, it was kind of a bummer that it was used in today's day and age as such a derogatory term. You know, I'm not ashamed to say that, yeah, I, I'm passionate about silver and gold. I have this podcast, this YouTube channel that revolves around primarily that, along with kind of just broader markets and, and economics and whatnot. But I'm also very much a conspiracy theorist. Now, I have a filter when it comes to conspiracy theories. I'm, I'm not going to believe everything I read or listen to or see. Uh, I'm not going to even talk about here on, on this channel necessarily about every single conspiracy theory I've pondered or maybe buy into. But, but the idea of a conspiracy theory or being a conspiracy theorist, I think in today's day and age is becoming less and less frowned upon. And, and I think I, I, we have an excellent example of that just this past Saturday with the alleged suicide of Jeffrey Epstein. Right away, I think people on both sides of the aisle, just the common people that had at least heard of this guy and had heard of his arrest and kind of what's been going on. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's been people talking about Jeffrey Epstein well before this this past arrest. I mean, this this goes back many years, primarily because of his connections, you know, with with the likes of, of Bill Clinton. That That right away when this news came out, people immediately basically said, there's something fishy about this, right? Is 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 uh, big of news as it was? It was hardly surprising. In fact, I remember you know rolling over on on Saturday morning, having you know slept in a bit, and then my wife was actually already awake on on, on her phone, and I just kind of happened to look over her shoulder, and there was some you know news item about somebody had had died or committed suicide, and and she you know showed me who it was or told me who it was, and I can't say I was surprised, right? And it, it wasn't just because the guy had a motive to to commit suicide. Obviously, the motive exists, right? He's a guy who's lived a luxurious lifestyle for, for much of his adult life. Uh, he had basically everything he, he wanted, including very uh, uh, deviant desires, uh, illegal desires. Um, and now that was starting to be taken away from him. His image was going to be taken away. Uh, to be able to live that lifestyle, there was probably going to be some shame, some owning up to that, right? Who I, I get the the motive for him wanting to escape all of that, but why was it allowed, right? Why is it that three weeks ago he had uh, attempted suicide, failed, put been placed on suicide watch, but then been taken off suicide watch sometime after that? I mean, you you have to understand that that uh, during his time in in jail, he was. Probably the most important inmate at that jail, if not in the entire United States. I mean, name another inmate that was more, more, uh, um, I guess, important than him in this in this current culture in this current time. I mean, yeah, there's plenty of of serial killers or mass murderers or drug lords or whatever that that are in jail right now. But name another pro, a more prolific, and um, I guess a more more key individual that that was being housed in a jail right now within the borders of the United States and Jeffrey Epstein. I, it, I'd be hard-pressed to think of somebody that is a bigger figure than him because of the threat that he potentially 
uh, posed to to so many of those that are in power within government and within financial institutions and, and much, much more. Right. I, I think, you know, as we dig deeper in this, and I hope we do, that that, that list of people uh, that he was connected to and potentially participated in some of his uh, uh, misdeeds is going to stretch far beyond just the likes of Bill Clinton or or uh, um, Prince Andrew or some some governors or CEOs. I, mean, I think the list is going to grow much, much larger, and it's going to be apparent why he had so much wealth, because he had a lot of dirt on a lot of people. And I hope that we continue moving in that direction. But, you know, coming back to, to how this was allowed to happen, if he indeed committed, committed suicide, why... Why Why was that allowed? How did it even happen? I mean, many people knowledgeable with uh, uh, New York uh, Metropolitan, uh, uh, the prison there, have, have basically said, like, how how did this happen? I mean, th- these cells are built to prevent just that from happening, right? And if it wasn't that, if it was indeed some uh, foul play, whether it was, was poison or assault or whatever, uh, uh, an assassination, then, then how is that allowed to happen? And who's at the root of this? In fact, you know, even the attorney general, uh, Barr is, is kind of chiming in on this. Like, how is this allowed to happen? I mean, it's, and, and, and it's with good reason that so many people are out there and saying, like, this just isn't right. Right. And it, it makes me feel a whole lot better about being a bit of a conspiracy theorist when I see so many just common people questioning the official narrative. Now, will this go somewhere? I don't know. I, I'm by default a little bit cynical. But, you know, just within the last year, we had an excellent case of what looked like to, to, to be a conspiracy theory, a cover-up, a murder, get blown wide open by the press. Now, in many ways, they've, they've kind of forgotten about it. But but the one that I'm talking about is, of course, Jamal Khashoggi, the, uh, the Saudi uh, uh, journalist who had become somewhat um, critical of the Saudi regime. Uh, he was in Turkey. He he went to a Turkish embassy, uh, sorry, a Saudi embassy in Turkey to to pick up. It sounded like a marriage license for for him and his uh, fiance. He was imprisoned there and dismembered while he was still alive. Right, just a horrific murder. His body was disposed of, and it was a big cover up. And and ultimately, it got blown wide open by by Turkey and by by the press and whatnot. And and my hope is that the same can be true for for this Jeffrey Epstein murder slash suicide. Like, what was at the root of this, as well as the case as a whole. I'm cynical, but but I think that there are some people that want to get to the bottom of this. Uh, the least of which, uh, or maybe most important important of which, would be uh, the the New York you know Southern District. The, the people, the very people that brought these charges against Epstein in the first place, and I hope that they continue in this case. Uh, uh, digging into to his other known associates and, and potentially charging them, and that this doesn't all just fall on the shoulders of of the FBI because uh, I am sure there's corruption corruption in all sorts of levels of government, but I have much more confidence in a relatively local um, uh, police force, the the NYPD basically, or maybe it's New York State versus the FBI. Right, I have very little faith in the FBI carrying this out because uh, I think a cover would just be too easy. But but again, this is bigger than I think Epstein, bigger than than these individual cases. This idea of being a conspiracy theorist in the United States today is becoming more and more widely accepted, and with good reason. We've had so many examples of either a conspiracy theories turning out to be totally true, or b 
so many examples of, of these conspiracy theories that, that just continue to not line up and we continue to be, you know, pressed for answers and yet not receive them. You know, a great example would be the JFK murders and then many of the files that have yet to be released on that. Or 9-11 and just the, the plethora, plethora of pieces that just don't line up, uh, whether we're talking about the Pentagon or, or the towers coming down or whatever. And I'm not going to get into all these subjects because there's plenty of different. But we've had, you know, plenty of examples uh, just in the last century that, you know, Americans or wherever you are, Australian, New Zealand, Canada, UK, whatever, uh, that, that we can we oftentimes do question, right? And and you're not going to see me here on this channel go after the the stuff that's a little bit more out there, right? There's channels, you know, SGT Report uh, or or Alex Jones or whatever, and and I, I guess we can have you know some respect for them because they're broaching topics that that I don't necessarily have as much interest in or just don't necessarily buy into, and that's not necessarily a shot at them, right? It's all kind of on a spectrum here, and, and I have my own filter, which is a little bit different than other people. But I think to to use the term conspiracy theorist and, and somewhat of a derogatory as a somewhat of a derogatory term as as that being a negative. I mean, I think to some extent, I don't know, a person that doesn't believe in any conspiracy theories or won't admit that that we should question these types of, I guess, official narratives. I think there's maybe a little bit something wrong with that. Right, that that everything is just the way that it is, as the media reports it, or as we see it. That there's nothing more to it. I think that is an incredibly optimistic view of humanity, but it doesn't line up with with history. Right, history is is rife with examples of conspiracy and cover ups. Yeah, I was reading the other day. Uh, I was I was I, I was interested in the second uh, Sino Japanese War. So this was the war in the Chinese mainland uh, d- during World War II, uh, mid-30s through, you know, 1945, before the U.S. ultimately, you know, dropped the the uh, atomic bombs on, on Japan. And and just reading about the the atrocities that, that both sides committed, but oftentimes were committed by Japan, whether it was the uh, the rape of Nanking or, or what they called Unit 731, which was a... Um, it was a biological you know weapons unit that that the Japanese used uh, to to launch different biological weapons or develop them such as as uh, uh, typhoid fever and and the plague and and, and syphilis and, and stuff like that but I mean the atrocities that went on in these camps rival those or even exceed those that went on at you know German concentration camps I mean these are really depraved acts that took place there. And, and the reason I bring this up is, of course, you know, after World War II ended and the United States came in, uh, we actually granted immunity to quite a few of these these doctors, these war criminals, these savages that participated in these acts in exchange for, you know, cooperation and information, not unlike what we did with some some scientists from Germany. Now, I don't know the full story of how this ultimately uh, um happened as far as uh, who who made the decision and long term you know were there any repercussions were there any uh, uh, um, taking these people to, to trial and I'm sure there was uh, but but just to think that that we could d- dismiss acts like that on the basis of well we need this type of technology it's it, I mean those are the that's the world we live in right and, and it went further you know the 
this talk about the the A bombs being dropped on on Japan and and how inhumane that was, and that's always kind of what I thought is like, yeah, and that's unjustifiable. But but then you look into now, granted, I'm not a fan of killing civilians or bombing entire cities, but you look at what the Japanese did in China, whether it's Nanking or the use of biological weapons or just general you know atrocities, or the fact that you know apparently there were plans in place to to unleash. Uh, um, biological weapons on the United States, the mainland in San, San Diego, you know, only weeks after the, uh, you know, the plans were a couple of weeks after the, actually the A-bombs were finally dropped, you know, those types of stories. I mean, we, we don't hear about that right in today's media or the fact that, that Japan was working on their own atomic weapons and that they would have more than gladly use them on the United States how they have them first. I mean, these are not the types of stories that, that you hear about in the mainstream media uh, or from, from today's, you know, educational system. And, and yet I think it's, it's important because for, for many decades, Americans sat in the dark on, on many of these types of issues. They didn't question the official narrative. And I think we should, we should always be questioning the official narrative. It doesn't mean we should question and, and dismiss everything as a totally false or totally total conspiracy theory. Right. But the idea that conspiracy is out there, that's become more and more a mainstream idea. And those that totally dismiss it as nonsense, uh, more and more they're being marginalized. And, and that's something I guess we can be glad about because after many, many, many years and decades here on YouTube, the internet, publications, whatnot, individuals such as myself, uh, people like you that, that are listening to this have been pushing these ideas and finally they're becoming more and more mainstream as as people realize that the world is not all that it uh, seems to be. So anyways, I want to take some time to talk about this topic, uh, uh, conspiracy and, and what your guys' thoughts are and what my thoughts are. So if you would, leave a comment down below in the comment section with uh, your favorite conspiracies, you know, whatever they may be, whether it's 9-11 or, or uh, this Epstein stuff, Clinton's, <laughs> you know, the list goes on and on about different conspiracy theories that, that we all hold or, or buy into. Let me know down below in the comment section. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, listening to this podcast, and God bless.